0: The Geek World Loses Another Shining Light. We will discuss that, as well as three new trailers, our review of the first half of Season 10 of The Walking Dead, plus lots more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast.
1: This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Andy Pitch.
0: Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to Episode 92 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie.
1: Greetings, Brian.
0: So, we got some new trailers, we got some movie news, Mm. and I think we'll end the show today with a wrap-up of what we thought of this last half-season of The Walking Dead, but... Before we get to that, we do have an immemorial for today, Uh, a major loss for the geek world in general, but certainly for the sci-fi world in particular, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a big fan of Star Trek, as I am, and I'm sure you are. DC Fontana passed away on the 2nd of December this year, and anyone who's a big fan of Star Trek knows who DC Fontana is. Numerous contributions to Star Trek, was a story editor on the original series, Wrote several key epi- episodes for the series. Fontana was the one responsible for coming up with the whole idea of Spock being half human, and uh, created the characters of Sarik and Amanda. Oh um, yeah! Wow. And co-wrote the uh, pilot episode for the Next Generation with Gene Roddenberry. Encountered Farpoint. Wow! So
1: that probably meant that she was in on the uh, the motion picture, or I'm sorry, what would have been the motion picture, and then became Phase Two, which they transformed into right next generation
0: yeah and so um wrote episodes for the animated series mm-hmm. wrote wrote episodes for deep space 9 including the episode dax where fontana again established the background for dax and the trill and the, and that character fontana was definitely known for you know filling in a lot of the uh, gaps in storytelling bringing in you know subtleties into uh, into the canon and created a great deal of the canon. And also, besides uh, Star Trek, you know, wrote episodes for Babylon 5, Bonanza, Dallas, Kung Fu, Six Million Dollar Man, you know, a lot of these geek shows a lot of the old geeks like myself remembered growing up with. Was also a member of the Board of Directors for the Writers Guild of America, was a senior lecturer of the American Film Institute, taught classes on screenwriting, directing, producing. And... uh The one thing, of course, that uh, known for, I would say, is, and you've uh, alluded to it already, Mm -hmm. was until a book on the background of Star Trek in general Mm -hmm. was uh, put out, that was when a lot of people learned that the DC and DC Fontana stood for Dorothy Catherine. Not a lot of people knew that. And the reason for that, of course, was back in the day,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, there are certain genres of fiction that are tend to skew male, shall we say Right. yeah. and because of that, a, lo- uh, a lot of authors, and it's not just in science fiction, mm-hmm. but very often, if you look at the titles of, of, of many authors in science fiction, fantasy or, or you know that sort of thing uh, in genre fiction, sometimes you see the two, the two initials and then the last name mm-hmm and so of course it's not as bad now he said sarcastically <laughs> but uh but yeah very much so of course went by dc so mm-hmm. that people would just assume that she was a male oh, and yeah. so they wouldn't give they wouldn't necessarily write her off because it's like you know i got a girl in my sci-fi
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. or um uh, maybe like a man would have taken credit for, you know, what she had done or something along yeah. the lines or, or a woman would have used a complete nom de guerre, not even gone with the, uh, I was thinking about George Sa- George Sand. Right. Yeah. Just just to be taken seriously. seriously. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But the thing, of course, is, I mean, the thing about DC Fontana is, I mean, she had as much, I feel, to do with what Star Trek became as Gene Roddenberry did. And mm-hmm. she added a lot to it. She was, you know, in, in a real sense. And like I said, uh, she created a, a lot of great stuff that, you know, not just out in Star Trek, but, you know, certainly she brought a lot to, to the genre and all the things that we have today in Star Trek, you know, I mean, her DNA is all over it. And uh, this was an amazing loss for sure. But uh, I did want to bring that up. And since we're sort of uh, since we're on the subject of of women in genre three trailers came out this week that I wanted to talk to you about they got we got a new Doctor Who trailer Oh awesome So we're getting to see a little bit more of of what we have to uh to you know what we can expect in this next uh season
1: Yeah as I understand she's wearing a bow tie at some point of time and yes. that there has been quite an uproar of those wanting that to be her, uh, her permanent yeah costume now. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> can definitely are cool.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, this is not the, the first uh, time she's dipped her toe in the Matt, uh, Matt oh, mat pool. Cause of course, you know, can blam. She had the, uh, the, fez. the fez, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you do get this feeling from this, that they are starting to go a little bit darker with this mm-hmm. character. And I've seen interviews um, with Chibnall, where he said that we're going to see parts of the doctor we haven't seen before. And we're going to go deeper in Jody Whitaker's version of the doctor Which, for everyone who's been listening to the podcast. know this is what I'm looking for. I wanted to see this because I did feel like uh, there was a lot of setup up in, in the last season and we got really a uh, more of a surface view of, of Jody's doctor, but we haven't been able to really unwrap the prison at, so to speak and, 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 really delve into this character and apparently that's what they're planning on doing oh
1: yeah and uh, finally you know the 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 writers they they seen her you know looked at the screenshot heard her voice and they know her timbre her cadence and uh, they're like okay now we know who this doctor is so now let's Let's see more. Let's get inside there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, and the thing, too, is that they they've also officially in this trailer officially announced when uh, we will be seeing our first episode of the new season, mm-hmm. which, of course, is new Year's, Day, new Year's Day, which, again, like I said, with the fact that they're going in deeper with the doctor and they're putting it out for New Year's Day, it only confirms what I have known all along. Is that, you know, most Doctor Who fans, well, I won't even say most Doctor, I'll I'll say there are some Doctor Who fans out there that feel like this show is about them, but it's not. It's about me. Just me, okay? They're doing this on my birthday. They're giving me what I want. Doctor Who is about me. Somebody shoot me. So...
1: Call it the BBC.
0: Yeah, well, you know, call it the BBC if you're upset if you're upset about it. But by God, <laughs> Doctor Who's about me. It's <laughs> only about me. so,
1: so that's a uh, what Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so it's not going to be on its usual Sunday. Yeah. They. Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: No. They're they're doing this, uh, and I think that, of course we got the Just uh, to make it. You know, of course we got the the magic. Dalek episode. We got the Dalek episode mm-hmm. on. Uh, but uh, something else that we learned, uh, of course, we talked about what might be a. Cousin, race to the Ragnos.
1: Right, the scorpion. Yeah, the, the scorpion Rachnos. thing.
0: I, I found out, and I'm going to I'm going to have to take a demerit for this because I don't remember her name off the top of my head. But for fans of the Sarah Jane Adventures, mm-hmm. uh, which was a younger spinoff of Doctor Who, that had, of course, had Elizabeth, Elizabeth Slide Slade. Yes, mm-hmm. the character that plays Ronnie, the uh, actor who who played that character on uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, is playing that uh, that Queen.
1: Really? So
0: she's coming oh. back, which is is kind of cool. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I I watched mm-hmm. the Sarah Jane Adventures. I really enjoyed uh, uh-huh. uh, that series, although I mean, legacy s-
1: casting. Yeah, some yeah. legacy, legacy casting, casting,
0: which is awesome. So she's going to get to come back and and play this new character, which is which is cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that for sure. And we did get a Black Widow trailer finally. Yes. Because we're getting a Black Widow movie, finally.
1: And, like, you know, the big thing about uh, Black Widow that we've been hearing for years is it's going to be the first R-rated movie. It's going to be the first R-rated movie. So my mind automatically went, oh, okay, it's going to be really dark. And it's going to be all about, you know, just uh, heavy, heavy drama and all this, you know, childhood trauma and stuff. And then we get David Harbour, you know, putting on his, his outfit and going, it still fits. And uh, so I'm glad there's going to be lots of good comedy in this yeah, yeah, R-rated Movie, so. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you get that. I mean, his red guardian looks like this. It, <laughs> this is, it looks like one of those characters that could very well steal the movie for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we did get our first look at uh, the Taskmaster, which looks with the bow and arrow. Yeah. So I'm going to and we did get to see there was a small clip of the Taskmaster and uh, red guardian getting into it scrapping a little bit and mm-hmm. so and of course you know this all takes place in Budapest and that's been the running joke in a lot of these Marvel films forever you know what what happened in Budapest you know <laughs> especially between Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye right. so uh, you know this is just like Budapest so maybe mm-hmm. we'll finally find out what horrible terrible stuff happened in Budapest so because, you know, a lot of the scenes from the trailer, it's, you know, you can tell, well, it's being filmed in Budapest. So I guess yeah, I guess we'll find out. But also just today, just today, we got a new trailer for Mulan.
1: Ooh, I haven't seen that.
0: Oh, it looks so good. Yeah. I have to say it looks amazing. I mean, it yeah. it has. And this, and I, I mean this in the best possible way. When I say this, it has a feel of Oscar bait to it. It looks like Mulan, but a deep cut for sure. Okay. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of, uh, just in the trailer, a lot of really interesting storytelling going on. And uh, I'm very enthusiastic to see this Excellent. one for sure. Because
1: really, all I've seen are fight scenes, which just, you know, they look like any God the Last samurai. They They look just like you would expect out of any battle heavy movie oh yeah
0: and i love those old samurai films i really Mm. do and i think we're going to get some of that but there's there's some really interesting just in the trailer some really interesting character development pieces that i think are going to be uh to be great to see on screen for sure but uh, again i mean i'm just looking at this it really has that deep cut feel to it i think there's there's going to be a lot of things going on in this film that are going to be more than just uh, like a surface level storytelling, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm excited for that for sure. So since we're talking about movies, the rumor that will not die: the Snyder Cut of the Justice League. <laughs> so, okay. that, of course, you know w- we talked about before. You know there have been things popping up on Instagram, people, you know, wanting the Snyder Cut. And just recently, on his Vero account, and if you don't know what Vero is, nope, that's I um, <laughs> it's a uh, basically it's like Instagram. They're trying to take over for Instagram. But Snyder has a, a Vero account, and on the Vero account, he posted an image of basically some can some film canisters, basically stating, "Is the Snyder Cut real? Does it exist? You better believe it does." Hmm. And again, I'm going to uh, I'm going to say, well. It does, but it doesn't because that film isn't finished yet. You know, there's still effects that that'll need to be, you know, oh. they're going to have to pay people to finish the effects on this and all that. Mm-hmm. I know that seeing this picture, people are excited of the fact is, like, oh, we're going to finally get this Snyder cut. And, and, you know, hold your horses, people, because uh, Warner Brothers is still going to have to pony up the money to finish the effects and cut this film. The other thing is that if you look at that picture of those, uh, of those film canisters and you look really closely, you see a running time. And that running time is 214 minutes, which is three hours and 34 minutes of a film.
1: You know, I, I think about that. I'm like, oh, you know. But then again, the people who watch the uncut Lord of the Rings, you know, beginning to end, Hobbit to... Yeah. to towers and so there are people willing oh yeah they're uh, willing you yeah. know they want
0: it yeah so. well sh- well certainly but he- but here's uh, i guess my point to this is that if you know because the uh of course the the weed cut of the film was just around two hours so if there's that much more footage that there's that much more ef- uh special effects that need to be put into this honestly i the the money it's going to take to bring the snyder cut to be watchable at all. I mean, they're going to be putting as much money into this as they would put into just a a regular film from scratch, to be honest. I, I mean, or at least a small film, maybe not, you know, a huge, you know, but certainly what you would put into a small film to get it, to get it produced. I think you'd have to spend that kind of money to get the Snyder cut to a place where you could watch it, which says to me that if you're going to do a Snyder cut, making it just a DVD or a Blu-ray or something, that doesn't make any sense to me. If you're going to spend the time and effort to do a Snyder Cut, you're going to have to do a theatrical release to recoup your money. Mm
1: -hmm. You're going to have to.
0: And of course, you know... then that
1: three-hour-something runtime kind of...
0: Yeah, it hurts you in a lot of ways because, of course, you know, when you have a really long runtime like that, you can't show the film as many times during the day because you just run, run out of time. And, you know, Justice League didn't do so well. So, you know, whether uh, Warner Brothers is willing to put extra money in to do the Snyder Cut, I don't know. I mean, obviously a lot of people are pushing for it, but I I have no, I'm I'm not against it happening. I mean, I'm not going to be upset if Warner Brothers decides to do the Snyder Cut. Now, would would I watch it or not? I'm not sure. I think maybe, possibly out of curiosity, I'd probably have to, to be honest. I mean, I'd, I'd be in I just don't see that going to be a possibility. I just don't. I just think it's going to, it's to get it to a place where you could view it, I, I think is a lot more money than I think Warner brothers is be willing to spend on it for sure. But that doesn't deny the fact that there are a lot of people who are wanting it and there's a possibility Warner brothers might, might be willing to, to follow it if they think the demand is there. And so uh, we'll stay tuned. Let's go from the big screen to the small screen because, uh, Netflix has just announced for February 7th of 2020. We're going to get, we're going to get a series of Lock and Key, a yeah. live action series. You heard about that, I'm guessing.
1: Oh yeah. I saw the promotional picture. It looks great. And I'll tell you, uh, it's been, Lock and Key's been sitting in my, in my cart forever on Amazon. So now I've, I guess I'm going to have to finally click on it and get it before it comes out, (laughs) so that I can I can be ready for that.
0: Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Mm Of course, I'm you know Joe Hill, his very uh, successful comic book series, getting a Netflix treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, you know we've been talking about the streaming wars and everybody's going for content, and so the nice thing is there's a lot of great geek content out there to tap into, Mm -hmm. and Lock and Key is certainly one of them. And so the fact that, I mean, really soon, uh, February of 2020, we, we can start watching this on Netflix, uh, I, I'm telling you, it's, uh, I can't wait for that. Going to Apple Plus, I just started watching The Servant, you know, the M. Night Shyamalan series, the one with the, uh, well, in the trailer, you see that, that uh, you see a family with a, with a doll That the woman is pretending is a real baby. And that's about all that you know about this, that you know about this series. Okay. And I've seen the first three episodes of it. And the theme is basically, as far as I can tell, how weird can we make this? Oh, okay. Because it's like, just when you think uh, this can't get any weirder, it gets weirder. I don't want to go Worse than
1: Argento's
0: Phenomena. It's getting close. (laughs) Because, and like I said, I don't want to go too deep in this because I don't I don't want to go into spoilers. But this family hires a uh, a nanny to take care of the baby, right? Mm-hmm. And the husband's kind of kind of leery because it's like she's going to walk in, she's going to go, "This is not a real baby," and you know, this is going to be weird. And so, so he tells her, he said, "You know, don't worry, you don't." Uh, when she she's going to be uh, the mother works as a as a news reporter. And so they've hired the nanny to take care of the baby. And the husband say, look, she's not going to be here. So you don't have to pretend like, you know, but she chooses to pretend she acts like this. I mean, she takes this baby out on walks, changes it when nobody's looking. So whoever this woman is and and who she is and her background is is also not really been. We're not sure who she is for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. So the movie, The Boy, based on the, the haunted doll kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah. Where um, it's it's Maggie from The Walking Dead. She plays the caregiver, and she has to yeah, you know, dress dress the doll in pajamas, and um, so
0: yeah. Well, I, one thing I definitely say, and like I said, I don't want to spoil this at all because if you've not seen this series, you need to you know definitely check this out. But you think you know what this show is going to be about from seeing the trailer. And then something happens right at the end of the first episode, the pilot episode, and you're like, "I've got no idea what this show's about anymore," <laughs> because they completely take the premise and turn it on its head. And you're like, "I didn't see that coming. What the heck does this mean now?" All right. So and it gets you know, like I said, this it seems like each episode is all about how one weird, upmanship. How weird can this get? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of. uh What's interesting is by the second uh, by the second episode, it's like, oh my god, her brother's Ron Weasley, <laughs> the actor who plays Ron Weasley, oh, Rupert uh, Grint. Yeah, Rupert mm-hmm. Grint is in is uh, in this show, who plays the brother of of the woman. Uh, the doll is basically uh, apparently the uh, the mother. When when the do- when the uh, child died, she went into a catatonic state, couldn't talk to anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. she was just like blank. And when they get when they gave her this doll. This,
1: right, like dementia know, patients. Yeah, yeah. they
0: gave, gave her the doll and she came out of it and came back to normal. You know, the brother, uh, the brother knows what's going on. But like I said, when things get weird, you know, mm-hmm. he becomes this point of normalcy where uh, trying to help the, basically the husband figure out what the heck's going on here because lots of weird stuff are going on. Mm. Lots of weird stuff. And it's just, like I said, it's like, you turn a corner and it's like, oh, there's more weird stuff for sure.
1: Interesting fact about Rupert Grant that I just learned, favorite movie, The Stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> the I think- The 1980s, it- you know, bad horror slash comedy. I don't oh, know yeah. what you'd call The Stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. hmm well, I guess he's having the time of his life in this weird horror movie awesome. kind of a thing. Well, I don't even know if you can call it a horror movie. It's just, it's very unsettling for sure. <laughs> but there's a lot of weird stuff going on in it. And like I said, I'd, it's one of those, well, what are they going to do next? And that uh, certainly got me uh, got me dialed in to see what, uh, what they do. One of the problems I'm having with a lot of uh, the streaming series is that all the new stuff comes out on Friday. All of it in Apple Plus. All the new stuff comes out on Friday. On mm. uh, Disney Plus, all the new stuff comes out on Friday. So it's like on Friday you got all this uh, stuff you got to catch uh-huh. up on. And of course, you know I've been uh, watching uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. The, the The thing he did on Denim was amazing. <laughs> trying to think if they announced what uh, what next uh, this coming episode is going to be on, but. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that again. And of course, The Mandalorian has been getting better and better. I don't know if you've been watching that at all.
1: I, I don't know. I don't watch it. But um, all the memes are still, you know, just oh, yeah. on fire, you know, three episodes in and we're still going to those memes.
0: It's awesome. Oh, yeah. it's that, That's not going away at all. <laughs> but here's the thing, too. You know, we've been talking about when are we going to start getting our baby Yoda merch?
1: Yeah, they should have had that ready months ago. Well, here
0: <laughs> here you go. We're getting baby Yoda merch. It's starting to come well.
1: Yeah, I was just telling Kevin today that um uh, I bet that um let's see. Space baby gremlin is probably really popular on Etsy.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I did see a, I did see a meme somebody posted uh, and the caption of it was they regretted feeding the baby Yoda after midnight, and they drew the face. They, oh, yeah. they made it look uh-huh. a little Looked more like, like the gremlin. Gremlin. Uh-huh. Uh But uh, space so-
1: green gremlin, because you know it's Disney. You well, can't- <laughs> yeah. Well, the first. Gotta be careful with that. Yeah.
0: Well, I've I've already seen the first of. Uh, of course, they call it the child because that's what. Uh, well, the Mandalorian refers to him as kid, the kid, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, it's the child, and so we've gotten our first uh, look at a Funko Pop that's going to be the child, Aww. and th- there's going to be two versions of that. There's going to be the regular sized Funko, and then there's going to be an oversized Funko, which I want to say probably is life size.
1: Oh, you know, I'm so like, we we'll can get... make it tinier, but no. yeah,
0: well, you know, it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Mattel has already stayed. Uh, they're doing a Baby Yoda. Uh, it's going to be an 11 inch plush Baby Yoda. Which uh, you can go on Walmart right now and order it, pre-order it for mm-hmm. twenty four ninety nine, but don't expect to see it until June of next year, June first. Oh, okay. S- but they're already starting the pre-orders. Yeah. So we're starting to see the first part of the of of Baby Yoda uh, merchandise. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: it'll be like the Cabbage Patch Kid. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Well, the thing about it is, fortunately, it won't be like the Cabbage Patch Kid because I don't think this any of this stuff's coming out in time for Christmas. So, um, you'll have time in Christmas Ju- in July, Christmas in July mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. So let's uh, talk a little walking dead. Of course okay. we didn't get a new episode because it's, it's ended not up, but we, next we, year. not until, yeah. Well, that was the thing. It's like, they've already announced when we're going to see the, when the next episode of the new season and which is going to be February the 23rd, 2020, Okay. which when I read that, I'm like, Oh my God, we got to wait all the way until February of 2020. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's not that that's far like away. It's
1: like six weeks away. Yeah, it's it's
0: only six weeks away. So Grandpa felt a little bit whole there for a moment, but yeah, February 2020, not that far off. Yep. But again, I'm still, I'm still sort of in the shock of, oh my God, it's December. -hmm. I haven't quite gotten into the uh, into that yet. I
1: think it's the decade thing. It's really uh, because I was just thinking, man, uh, you know, this time twenty years ago, we were so worried about the computers going crazy at midnight. On (laughs) you know, exactly this time twenty years ago was the Y2K scare, and that's oh yeah.
0: Well, you know, amazing. Yeah, back in back in those days, in my computer days, I I had to deal with a lot of that stuff and uh, and all the panic. So. We got just a few weeks left until we get some new ones, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, about this past season and uh, get some of your opinions on it. Uh, I mean, it always it seems to me, at least for the last uh, couple of seasons, that you know the first half of the season is always going to be the setup mm-hmm. for everything and just get the chess pieces set into place, and then of course to uh, you know the second half is to you know we've got the bowling pin set up now it's time knock to knock down. knock yeah. them down. So. Mm-hmm. And have you seen the trailer for the next uh, for the next half? Mm, Have you seen that? I don't think so. Yeah. I have. Well, I mean, they they certainly hint up a a, a lot of things. We do see a little more Negan. Of course, what he's up to, uh, we don't know yet. (laughs) So there's a lot of kind of weird stuff going on. I mean, like I said, we've we've got things set up with, of course, Michonne being gone. We have uh, there's all this talk about we might see Maggie. Uh, Right. Mm -hmm. She might be coming back. Of course they've already wrapped filming on the on this next season. It's already done, so it's in the right. can, it's just, you know, time to edit it and, and all that. And
1: this is a little bit off off topic, but I did see where they began principal uh work on the Rick Grimes movies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So and there's been rumors that they might bring Rick back by the time that they end the series. So, because, of course we talked about this before, we might get two more seasons, full seasons and, and that's gonna and they're gonna put this show to bed and we might get to see some rick's crimes before then so we'll find out how that happens but uh andrew lincoln did say that he had some regrets about leaving the show but again it's 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 uh, it goes back to that whole thing it's like you know how can they miss you if you don't go away <laughs> so some things definitely that i can say overarching that i uh, about this uh, about this season the half season you know is that we have seen We've seen a divide starting to form between, uh, you know, and it's like Daryl and Carol, they were the team, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just, and the fact that, you know, it seems like they're they're kind of being pulled apart, you know, because of different things. And it's, which is a shame. Yeah, I kind of
1: feel like, you know, they were, they were the, the Maggie Michonne split. We've got to have a bit of division to have the drama that we need. And you know, and it has to mirror on the other side, which we see in the whispers now. Right. Um. You know, was she a part of the conspiracy to begin with? Was Alpha playing her the whole time to get what she wanted? So we have to ha- we have to have a mirror on both sides to get that good drama, that good storytelling. You know, which we are getting it. It hurts us, but you know, in in the you know the ultimate, uh, that's what we need. Uh,
0: well, you know, the other thing too is that a lot of people have put forward that that Dante wasn't the only spy for the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that if you look at the timetable, our music teacher's crush may may also be a spy. Mm-hmm. Because we do, I mean, and I was like, wait a minute, that's right, because there was a point in Oceanside when uh, they found the mask, mm-hmm. you know, by Oceanside. You know, we never got an answer to how that got there. Right. And of course, Michonne kind of, uh, I mean, she, she, uh, she did tell them in that one episode, "Hey, you know, whatever you've been using to vet your people, you need to do a better job of it." <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that's been set up already. Like I said, uh, of course they they ended it on a cliffhanger, or in this case, uh, uh, a plateau hanger with a cave hanger, since <laughs> they're uh, deep in the heart the of stalactite? a
1: stalactite. Uh, well,
0: it? yeah, the stalactite's the one that's stalactite, hanging. The, the stalactite, yeah. Yes, yeah, so. Hanger. Yeah, there you go, there a go. stalactite hanger. But uh, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of threads that they've they've started. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. the whole thing with Negan, what's he up to? You know, this the whole issue with where's Michonne going? Who is um, who is Eugene been talking to? Mm-hmm. You know, what's going to happen to what's going to happen now that Michonne is gone? Is she? You know, they bringing her back? We already know that uh, she's leaving the the series. Are we going to? Are we even going to see her? are we even going to get a chance to see her in this uh, next half season or is she just going to be gone for a minute there are a lot of questions to be asked for sure and a lot uh, a lot for them to develop in this this next half season now whether they're going to um settle everything with the, with the whispers this this next half season I'm not sure I, I i wouldn't think so because uh there's a lot of stuff going on you know, there's a, certainly some a lot of material to pull from the comics. Of course, you know they they change it when they bring it to TV. For example, Dante in the comics was uh, Maggie's boyfriend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never got a chance to meet Maggie in in this world. So, because of course he's gone and good riddance. But he wasn't nearly you know he wasn't nearly the, the same. Well, he was certainly wasn't the same character as he was in the comics for sure. Yeah, to to do that twist and and change his character up and make him a spy for the Whisperers was, uh, and was something you know, is an interesting twist for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as um, yeah, you know, what they're going to do next? I mean, they they like I said they they developed a lot of threads that they can start looking at. So, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to in uh uh for this next uh, season? Some things that you want to you're hoping that they'll develop.
1: I'm really just looking forward to, you know, it coming back and seeing where all this is going. You yeah. know, every every single one. I want to know, uh, you know, Alpha's grand scheme. I want to know where Michonne's heading. So I, I want to see Carol and Daryl's, you know, resolution. So
0: Yeah. And um, is Judith and, and RJ going to be okay? now? that yeah. In a sense that they've been... Mm-hmm.
1: A... I know. Michonne kind of pulled a lorry. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was something we've been talking about is that we knew that Michonne was going to be leaving the series, you know, mm-hmm. Denai Garo was leaving the, the show. What were they going to do with Judith and, and RJ? And because it's like, it's not like Michonne is just going to walk off and leave them. Mm-hmm. She kind of walked kinda off walks, and left them. Yeah, yep. You know, it's like not saying Michonne's a bad mama and all, but I mean, obviously she can't take Judith with her, but I have to think that she's going to be coming back at least for something, you know. To me, it would not be um, satisfying if this is the last we see of Michonne in The Walking Dead, at least for now, unless there's some sort of, you know, unless there's some, like I said, some sort of tie in to the movies at this point, Um, because there, of course, was all those rumors that Michonne was going to be a part of the whole uh, Rick adventure. And so at least to explain what's going on, maybe it does turn out that Michonne's gone. So I, I guess we'll find out for sure. We're coming to the end, of course, of the podcast, but of course, we have been talking about, and I'll just mention this briefly, uh, because it's going to be starting this week. We've been talking about the CW's Crisis on uh, Infinite Earths, and it's starting this week, starting with uh, Supergirl on December the 8th, and then, of course, we get Batwoman on the 9th, and then The Flash on the 10th. So the first part of it will be the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, and then, of course, We have to wait until January for the last two, which I guess they say is going to be like a two-parter. So um, I'll be uh, catching that. I I don't watch the CW shows, really, but I I do watch their crossover events. It's kind of (laughs) weird how that works out, but I do. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of the pictures. They had uh, Brandon Ruth as, uh, of course, the Kingdom Come Superman, uh, holding Supergirl Superman by the neck and not sweating it at all. So... (laughs) Uh, people are saying that Brandon Ruth, uh, his version of Superman is, is just mesmerizing, which I'm I'm glad to hear. Because, of course, when I saw him in, when he played Superman in the movie, not so much. Not so much. It, it wasn't the best Superman movie, we'll just say. But they're saying he's really knocking it out of, out of the park as as Kingdom Come Superman. And, of course, I've seen a picture of uh, Kevin Conroy as Kingdom Come Bruce Wayne. Aww. And yeah, seeing him playing Batman live is, uh, that's worth the price of admission for me, but to see him in all the gear, basically, you know, all the braces and everything. I, I don't know if you've ever read uh kingdom come great series. You have to, I'm going to have to let you borrow it. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that whole storyline is crazy. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's one of the few times where I felt like you could take the Justice League and kind of make them feel like the Watchmen in, 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 to a degree, and it works. There's a lot of great stuff there. And so getting to see that incorporated into this series is going to be uh, a lot of fun. And I'm definitely looking forward to catching that. And uh, I think maybe uh, the next time we're up, uh, of course, after the uh, since uh, I've seen it, we'll definitely talk about it. So uh look forward to that. And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 92 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Listen next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher. Reminding all the Geek Watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging jay production.